Jesus. You ever get so prophetic that you drink the sapphire sea called the spirit of prophecy? Can you imagine a sad, angry, grumpy prophet that's not even drinking the new wine of the sapphire sea? My God, they'd be a false prophet. They'd be a liar in Babylon. <laughs> they'd be cutting themselves like the prophets of Baal, pleasing Jezebel, certain that Jezebel is Jesus Christ because she owns all the buildings in Israel and she's married to the king of Israel. Surely those that go against Jezebel are rebellious. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. They said that about John the Baptist, kicked out of the synagogue, long gone, not even a part of the institution for decades. Oh, he's so rebellious. Look at him doing his own thing outside of our building system. Who's his spiritual covering? Who's his daddy? He doesn't even submit to Gamaliel. And then they come down to look at him because he's the holy man of God in the Elijah mantle in the river. And what did the spirit of Elijah say to those brood of vipers? Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? <laughs> Woo! I love it. Same exact thing going on here in the USA. And it's beautiful and marvelous in everyone's eyes. A lot of prophecy coming forth because we're big drinkers of the Sapphire Sea. If we prophesy, that just means we're citizens of heavenly Jerusalem. Everyone in the kingdom of heaven is prophetic. 100%. Everyone in the kingdom of heaven is apostolic. 100% because you entered the kingdom by the oil of the two olive trees, by hearing the living word. The living word is the apostolic and prophetic word of the two olive trees. It's the anointed word, olive oil trees. Revelation chapter 11, it is written. If you entered the kingdom by any other word, you're not even in the kingdom. You're in Babylon the Great. <laughs> I think that's the scary thing for a lot of these people that are kind of like oh, self-righteous the shocking fact is your church is not the kingdom of heaven I mean that is a shell shock I mean because you gotta understand these people sacrificed like thousands of dollars to their building systems Herod's temple scholars say cost 40 billion to build and Jesus tore it down he wasted $40 billion. 70 AD. Sacked. Destroyed. They melted the gold between the bricks. And just every last drop of that temple was destroyed. I mean, it literally melted. The fire of Titus and the sacking of Rome that caused the diaspora of the Jews that rejected Messiah because the Jews that received Messiah weren't harmed by it because they knew it was coming. They'd been warned by all the true prophets. They weren't there. None of them. It all been, you know, John was in Asia Minor just chilling, sipping on a non-alcoholic mojito, you know, his feet on the sand. I, I told you for 40 years, man. Come on. 
the elder of the elders writes you first John chapter 1 how precious is that oh Lord Jesus isn't it fun growing in the kingdom getting old and wisdom in the kingdom and just maturing in the kingdom not that your body needs to get old but let your spirit become the ancient of days let your soul share in the ancient of days on the throne in eternity right now by grace let Mount Zion so rise in your heart that you're seated with Christ in the heavenly place far above all angelic rule and principalities and powers that can be named isn't that what it says in Ephesians how many times you heard that quoted out of context by the religious demon you know I'm perfect I'm already seated with Christ in heavenly places and that they're under angelic powers and they're in the second death of bewitchment we shared a verse that's a rhema word from God for those that are the children of the resurrection that have no share in the second death the second death it says in Jude that they're twice dead so put the scriptures together and by the spirit of wisdom and understanding loosed unto you understand today twice dead means having been born in the, in the spirit trying to finish in the brain bewitched twice dead you're once dead and then you get saved now you're alive and then you get dead again twice dead the second death okay it's called twice dead in Jude it's called the second death in Revelation and it's called Galatians bewitchment in Galatians 3 3 it's a mass epidemic for everyone that goes to church in the world truth anyhow you could even say in all love and wisdom and peace that the charismatic leaders on God TV are in the second death Oh, how can you say it? Because the second death is the bewitchment of externalism. It's having your soul believe that God's out there in space somewhere. It's when you go into your charismatic meetings and you say, raise your hands to God, or come Holy Spirit, or all this externalism that is rubbish of the New Covenant because in the New Covenant you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But if you're in the second death, you forfeit being a temple of the Holy Spirit and you serve in buildings made by human hands. So you're still in Masonic Christianity submitted to the Illuminati and Satan's sons. That's why they're always more excited to pay taxes than to give tithes because they love the government of man more than the government of God <laughs> ouch ouch but it's true it is true don't get angry at the truth let the truth set you free now it will come as a shock to those coming out of the second death and it should because the bewitchment is death itself the bewitchment is Jezebel and you have a magic spell on your head that's so strong that you've never even understood much of the scriptures when that death comes out out of your hearts and comes out of your minds every word from God is living active energized and your life is in the glory fast lane 
and there's not one boring thing in your life. I don't care if you work at Wendy's or McDonald's, you'll be so freaking high all the time on the glory. It'll be the funnest Jesus Christ acid trip you've ever taken. There can't be a boring, dull moment. That boring, dull, garbage, fake Christian, earthly crap is because of the second death in your hearts. They drank from the cup of wormwood, the star that fell from heaven. And all the religious ministers, Chandravakindri, bewitched Pentecostals, come around and they tell you to drink this cup. Everyone's drinking a cup from someone. Don't think just because you don't get into the drunken glory, you aren't drinking some angel or some spirit's cup. If you're walking this earth, you're drinking a cup from some celestial entity. You can't avoid it. If you're in darkness and think you have individuality and you're independent of everyone else, then I'm just, you know, I'm just me. I'm just unique. You're the dumbest person down here if you think that. Satan's got you under lock and key if you think you're unique and I don't have to drink anyone's cup. I got my own cup. <sighs> Woo! I've seen rebels like that. I've seen people like that. And they're like, I'm my own deity, I'm my own God. <sighs> Satan loves that. <laughs> and I've seen demons come out of these people. I've seen the weeping and gnashing of teeth dealing with that cane pride in their brain like they're independent of God and independent of man. There's no independence from your neighbor. Every action you take is a pebble in the pond. You like that? Confucius say, it's a pebble in the pond. And it's a ripple effect and it touches your neighbor. <laughs> very, very Buddhist concept. Hey, it's true. Paul used paganism to relate to them in Athens. I see you are very religious and have a idol to an unknown god. Happy Halloween. You know, you're serving Lucifer. Bam. You know? Oh, wait, no, Lucifer is Jesus, the bright morning star. Whoa. What did he say? <laughs> I mean, it really is about the heart because you can use language for anything. If you're in the soul, you can use language to twist anything. Leviathan is the word twister. He can twist all English language, every scripture, and it can sound so sound doctrine, but it come right out of the fallen angel's mouth. Come right out of the Antichrist's mouth. Right out of the frog's mouth. <laughs> right out of the false prophet's mouth. Until you begin to see the heart and the seven eyes illuminated by the Messiah and His anointing oil of grace in the heart, you'll always be bewitched in the sands of the soul. Because you're building on shifting sand. You're building the Tower of Babel. Someone more sophisticated, someone that can please your little idolatrous will, can come around, be a little shinier, and meet your selfish need and take you hostage. Until you see the heart, whatever demon or devil necessary in the kingdom of hell will take you hostage. A temptation will come. It's just a matter of time. I have watched millions go into captivity since being in full-time ministry. Thinking I'm a nut job, thinking I'm crazy, I'm just telling you the truth. And then, then it, there it happens. Another demonstration. Season after season, every season for 12 years. We've watched it. We told you. 
You're going to serve God or are you going to serve Satan? But there's no gray area. The gray area is you thinking you're independent of one or the other. Lukewarm, spit out of his mouth. And if you're spit out of his mouth, the only option other than his mouth is Satan's tail. Bondage in the starlight of the fallen angels in your brain living an animal humanistic life even after tasting the glory of God. Even after token the glory of God. And once being in the drunken glory, I have watched thousands go back into captivity. Because it wasn't in the heart. It was still in their head. They had no foundation. They weren't willing to sacrifice their heart. They still wanted to live a life for themselves. That's what idolatry is. When you're not willing to surrender to Jesus, you think it's all fake and still about you. You're a Babylonian Christian. Now it's time to be a Zion Kingdom Christian. Enter the kingdom like little children, realizing everything you thought you knew in the sand of the soul was shifting sands and the Tower of Babel nonsense. The solid rock is built by Christ alone. Unless the Holy Spirit builds the house upon your bowels of compassion, the laborers labor in vain. 1 John 3. The bowels of compassion. And the more your bowels of compassion are built, the brighter your heart shines in Shekinah glory, which is the burning of the seven spirits of God in your heart, the bright and morning star. I am the roots of David, and the bright morning star. Revelation 22, Jesus Christ, red letters. I am the roots of David, which brings in all the Father's oil into the stomach. Amen? Bowels of compassion, rich treasury of glory, birthing the divine child, the divine sperm being pregnant. These are all scriptures. Hello? Anybody waking up? And it comes through your heart. That's the bright morning star. Roots of David in the stomach bring the fresh oil from the Father and bring it into the heart. That's the Holy of Holies transporting the oil into the inner court where the menorah is, where the bright morning star burns. Did our hearts not burn within us as He walked with us along the way, illuminating the Scriptures, making them rhema from a dead logos that is sealed now, we, now opening the seven seals so it's a rhema, burning, living, resurrection word in our hearts, shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day by the morning star rising in our heart by the prophetic word. Amen. I kind of want to end it right there because that is the end of the matter. Our day is dawning because the morning star has risen in our heart by the prophetic word. We have allowed the roots of David to take over us. And we've been tempted every day to get bitter. I mean, you guys, I know I hear your stories all the time. You're constantly sinned against. You're constantly mistreated. People lie about you behind your backs. They're spreading rumors. You guys have been through a lot of persecution to be here today. American persecution for the two witnesses to form. Do you know that every Christian after they were born again had the opportunity to become a witness of his resurrection? A witness of the third day and a leader of Joel's army? 
But most said no. But you said yes. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this. There's zero chance in hell you'd be listening to this. You said yes to the call. Your election is sure, called, chosen, and glorified. Elected by God, predestined, foreordained. Some were predestined, foreordained, and just couldn't rebel enough. And I mean, I should have been dead 20 times. I tested and tempted death way too many times. Should have been dead. Couldn't die. I tested death and couldn't die. Now, I know there's skeptics out there. Well, let's see if the shotgun works. Bam. I bet you the angel would kill you before you got within 25 miles of me. <laughs> you lying demon. You murderous cane. Because I know that's how people think in this wicked world. But I'm telling you, the glory light drives out darkness. And the darkness is the hate and the murder. And the light overcomes the darkness. And our light is getting so bright that we can even love these pessimistic, sarcastic, little hipster brats from Portland to Brooklyn. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. I love them, man, because they're just the most wicked, dead little scorpions I've ever seen. Just little serpent children. It's awesome. Because, I mean, whoever's forgiven much loves much. This generation from Portland to Brooklyn... These youth, these millennials, these Gen Xers are four days dead like Lazarus. And he stinketh. Amen? I mean, their sin stinks to high heaven. It is, I mean, it, and the thing is, the contrast now between the two witnesses that are forming in the USA and these stinky dead kids that are still immoral, still drinking, I mean, still skeptical, still doubting, still wicked, still boasting in human education. I mean, as dead as dead gets. And the contrast between the light and the dark has never been more, I think, ever in history. Because there's so much grace here to develop your spirit into full spiritual stature. Some of these Christians are bright morning stars in their hearts. Seriously, I mean, it's blazing Shekinah glory. You're kind of looking through the white cloud what is it? Oh, it's a child of God. Whoa. So bright. You know? Whoa. Glory. Kind of blotting out the noonday sun there with your heart full of fire and full of the word and full of faith, full of resurrection power, raised from the dead, raised from the dead while in the body. Philippians chapter 2. Amen. Glory to God. But these dead ones, they're sticking out like sore thumbs now. And that's good. That's how we want it. Because the greater the glory, the greater the snap, crackle, pop of the great awakening. I know it's a setup from God. I've watched Satan tempt my generation since I've been born again, age 18. I've walked the streets at night. <laughs> I've gone where eagles dare. I have seen all the works of the gangs. I have seen the works of the underground. I've watched the works of the mafias. I've watched the works of the drug dealers. I've watched the works of the drug addicts. I've watched all of the underground, all the dumb stuff that goes on under the sun when the sun goes down. And I'm telling you, they've hardened their hearts only to be raised from the dead by great grace. I know it. I can see it. It's so obvious. 
And you can harden your heart unto death, but it's a setup from God. God raises the dead. This mountain of fire is rising in humanity's spirit, in humanity's stomach. And the birthing of the celestial beings is the total destruction of the old universe, of the old heavens and the old earth. When God's sons and daughters come forth in full spiritual stature, it tears the old Jezebelic heavens out of the sky. There'll be a new sky where the anointing reigns. There'll be a new earth. And the air will be full of love instead of competition, envy, lust, and strife, and death. The air will be sweet. You'll walk out of your house and you'll get drunk by just breathing. And some people already are. I watch people get high around me just by breathing every day. For years, many years, outbursts of laughter, uncontrollable joy amongst total strangers just because they're breathing the same air as me. For years, I mean 10 years, we've been in the drunken glory. But it's intensifying. God visited the earth and intoxicated it. Intoxicate its valleys, Lord. The deadest places. Resurrection life fill the valleys of the earth. The mountains, they'll come later. The rich live in the mountains. The poor live in the valleys. Preach the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. It is written. And even if you got a little money in your bank account, you can still be pakuda. In Greek, poor of heart, which means thirsty for the new covenant. Because you know we go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. There's no shame in being rich. Jesus had rich friends. He did. One of his friends poured $50,000 of nard on his feet, and the demon amongst them immediately manifested. That could have been used for the poor. Jesus knew he was a devil. He's the son of perdition so that scripture could be fulfilled. Wow. Can you imagine having friends that just be like, dude, I bought you a Ferrari just because you're cool. There you go. That's how the sons and daughters of God are going to be during the kingdom age. Oh, yeah. Get started. Get started with it. Gifts. There is 144,000 Israelites here. They'll be formed. They'll be like the two witnesses in the fullness of Moses and Elijah on the top of Mount Zion. They will demonstrate the fullness of Jesus Christ and His abilities and His love and His grace to the whole planet before Jesus Christ physically returns. Amen. They're the sons and daughters of the living God, the Huyos of God, the government of God, the top of the mountain dwellers. They live on top of Mount Zion and they trample the heavens and the earth under their feet. For the third heaven is our home above the stars. We are the children of glory and the children of resurrection, and we've been raised from the dead only to rule and reign with our hearts full of the brightness of God's love forever. That verse we shared earlier from Revelation says, And they will rule and reign with Him a thousand years. Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. If you want to sow into Red Letter Ministries, donate at redletterman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.